0: I'm super passionate about that Ask stuff, dude. Why? And, and why didn't we learn about? We learned about. I'm getting amped up, <laughs> dude. I get so amped up. If I make a deal, there's a deal I've made with myself. I caught myself being on my freaking phone while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> it takes so the like deal I'm making. Seconds. I'm,
1: <laughs> 60 seconds,
0: bro. God, I've got to open Instagram. Um, see who else is brushing their teeth real quick. <laughs> exactly.
1: Welcome to the G3 podcast. Today is a freestyle episode. (laughs) Let's go
0: for Valentine's Day. Came across this thing online. I don't know if you've seen it, but you can buy a little bit of land in Scotland. Yeah, become a lord. Yeah, so I did that. (laughs) Did you? So I, I now own ten square feet in Scotland. That's awesome. And they put a tree on it for me. Lord Chase. Yeah, technically I'm Lord Chase and Corey's lady, lady Corey. (laughs) That's crazy. Isn't that neat? That's pretty sweet. So that was her. That was her Valentine's Day present. You're like, are you ever going to go visit it? Yeah, actually. Um, so her dad's side of the family is from Duddingston. Like her maiden name is Corey Dudding. Yeah. Um, but when they came to America, they dropped the STO in and that hmm. is in that same area, like pretty close actually. Dang. So my father-in-law, he wants to go over there, see Duddingston. There's a really cool golf course. Cause I'm pretty sure that's where golf originated. It was in Scotland. Um, I want to say it was too, cause Robin Williams did a comedy
1: sketch over that talking about Scotland. They're hitting <laughs> golf balls in the gopher holes. Yeah.
0: Scotland. Yeah. Ah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Fact check. Boy. <laughs> Nailed it! So that was pretty exciting, and that's—it was a neat gift to give yeah. because she didn't really need anything, um, but it was something neat, and I got it framed and everything. So Dang, it's framed. I just don't know where we're gonna put it.
1: In the living room, dude. Yeah, right, right over s- the fireplace. Right that's what I said. In. She laughed
0: at me. I'm like, "Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> this is serious. I'm a lord. I want I t- everybody to know."
0: Yeah, you need to take me seriously.
1: <laughs> you need to take me seriously. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's not a bad gift to get, I guess.
0: Yeah, and she got me some jeans, but she totally got totally me- not worth it. Bad exchange. <laughs> no, just kidding. I get you, Lanny You get me jeans. Yeah. No, the jeans are actually more expensive. She got me four pairs, and jeans are ridiculous right now. But she got me slim fit, and there's no way in hell my legs are fitting into <laughs> some slim, slim fit, Jean. some slim fit jeans. <laughs> like my jeans, this. my legs don't fit in normal. <laughs> I need the husky Do you really the husky yeah. fit. I, going off of that, my, when I was little and my mom and I were at Old Navy because I always got my clothes from Old Navy when I was a kid. And we were in the husky section because I was a big little kid. I In the third grade, I was like 100 pounds, 98 or 100 pounds, nice. just a brick house. <laughs> <laughs> Beefy. And I was looking up and I was like, Mom, what does husky mean? And she like, you're no, you the definition of husky. <laughs> You little chunk. I hate you, Mom. <laughs> Thanks a lot. But I was a chunky kid, and then I went through like a really skinny phase. Yeah, um, and now I'm like somewhere in the middle. <laughs> That's funny.
1: What's the definition of husky? You son. Uh, That's she, why we're standing. She good. was
0: really loving, and she uh, communicated it in a motherly way, a gentle way. Yeah, she let me down easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a little larger than the other kids, Jason. Yeah.
0: It wasn't until fifth grade that I started like, okay. Let's Normal sized, yeah. And then, I guess after high school, I got big. So after bigger. high school, that was the
1: bad problem You should have done it during high school, bro.
0: Dude, I hit a growth spurt like, like freshman sophomore year of college that everyone hit their freshman sophomore year of high school. And I went from like six one one eighty to six four two thirty pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's alright. The lifting program wasn't all that great either. Oh my gosh. You weren't getting, you weren't definitely not going to get big at that. No,
0: game. they're like, Hey, let's do a CrossFit workout for three hours <laughs> for and maybe you'll get big. I'm like, no.
1: I was like, Dude, I could run for days though. Like, that's essentially what you need though in football. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the receiver position. Yeah. So, like, it was beneficial because, like, now I can't even run to the fridge, bro.
0: But my thing is, you can build a foundation off of being strong. So yeah. get strong and then specialize after that. Hmm. And that's where we needed to be. Um, And I'm actually going through a course right now that works on programming and reading a book called The Scientific Principles of Strength Training. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you need to build the muscle size. So like go through a hypertrophy mesocycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you get through that mesocycle, you phase into a strengthening mesocycle because it's easier to strengthen a muscle that's already there. that makes
1: sense. So it's like get beefy first and then figure out if you want to be more like of a crossfit or
0: if you just want to be a power lifter or if you want to be a runner or whatever yeah have the muscle mass first then go into like strengthening Hmm. and then i was listening to uh cohen she's one of the owners of hybrid unlimited which is a really popular programming Hmm. and they have their own gym in florida and florida mm you can't you can't be getting strong first Because everything's going to require, especially like the basics, overhead press, a squat, a deadlift. Like that's going to, those are pretty, the benefits of those are quite far reaching. Yeah. Um, And then if you need like more explosiveness, you can go into some Olympic lifts. If you need more agility, you can work on that. But having the muscle size and the muscle strength first and then go into specializing is good build up the work capacity of the muscle belly and then go yeah
1: so would you i guess like for somebody that's like just now on their fitness journey whether it was a little heavyweight or a little skinny or maybe right there in the middle that's like a good starting point would you say try to put on as much muscle mass would you consider that like your base layer get muscle mass first and then trim it off or then add more
0: what would you say so set up a scenario first, and I'll answer the question. So, are you a skinny kid or are you a chunky kid? Are you so like
1: for me? I was re- I was really really skinny. Like you and I both were in high school, like string beans, right? Yeah. And this whole yeah now we got like biceps are massive. Well, you do, um, but it's like just long. you go from really 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 skinny because you're running all the time, right? Yeah. And as soon as we get out, you started lifting and I started lifting. Yeah. So like, but right now, like I'm now putting on muscle mass. Mm-hmm. That I probably should have been doing in high school, a yeah. little bit
0: of it. And part of what's going to play a role there is your metabolism was a lot faster in high school. Yeah. So now you're, it's easier for you to put on a little bit more weight because your metabolism's probably slowed down a little bit.
1: So you just keep, you're saying to me, you're keep, keep trucking, just keep doing what you're doing
0: yeah. and then figure it out. So my advice to someone, let's pretend like 14, 15, 16 years old yeah. early on in high school um, I think find someone who knows what the hell they're talking about <laughs> is going to help you a lot. And ask a lot of questions. And ask a lot of questions and don't yeah. be afraid to ask questions and that's just a good rule for life. Yeah. Um. And Dylan Douglas, he talked on this a little bit. Uh, the best thing you can do for an athlete, like a younger athlete, get them a coach and it doesn't have to be five times a week for the rest of their life. Right. But find a strength training coach who knows what they're talking about, who knows how to like um, how to program properly, right? And just let them work. Go through like a full uh, set of mesocycles. Like, a, go through like a hyper hypertrophy phase, a strengthening phase, and a peaking phase, which is where you do your testing. Mm-hmm. Um, learn how to deadlift properly, squat properly, bench press properly, overhead press properly. Mm-hmm. Learn how like what certain rep ranges are good for. Um, and then that'll care. You can carry that on for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. So. Cause then you can tweak it to whatever you need it. If you want to get bigger or smaller.
0: Yeah. If you're, if you have a good strength training coach, they're going to teach you as you go. Cause from my standpoint, like I don't want to, for the most part, I don't want to coach you for the rest of your life and you don't want to have to pay for coaching for the rest right. of your life. So let's get you to a point where you can do this on your own ask questions i'm gonna reason my way like hey we're doing this because of this we're in rip this rep range this set range for this week for this group of muscles because of xyz because then if they understand it then the likelihood of them needing a strength training coach moving forward decreases
1: right which just makes the strength training strength training coach that much more valuable because yeah. it's like with your whole deal like you're motto if you will for your physical therapy is the same kind of the same thing yeah i want you to get where you don't have to lean on me all day exactly. every day i want you to get on your own i want to help you by all means but eventually you need to be able to help yourself
0: exactly i think yeah. that
1: goes back to like same kind of thinking of if i can help you help yourself then you'll then you're gonna be better off yeah it's like to teach a man to fish you know what i mean give a man a fish give he him eats a man once. A fish yeah teach him, teach him to, a man to fish, a fish
0: he eats for the rest of his life and And that applies to a whole lot of things, (laughs) but yeah, that's my goal with my patients. And I tell them, I'm like, Hey, I'm giving you tools for your tool belt or for your toolbox. Yeah. Uh, before we crack open that bottle of pills, try some of these tools on yourself first. Try some, some PVC hip hinges, try some pal off, uh, anti-rotation exercises. Try some kettlebell, kettlebell carries. Just try to get some blood flow to that Mm -hmm. area first before you start popping pills. Yeah. And that, then start popping pills. Yeah. And if you need to, that's what they're there for. But yep. let's try to avoid them if we can. Right. Uh, and that's really good for a patient, increasing that self-efficacy, meaning mm-hmm. I have a problem and I can solve it on my own. And it's as much teaching these patients how to be strong as it is like teaching them how to be independent and yep. not need healthcare providers left and right every day of the week. Right. So my ultimate goal is for you not to need me, which yeah. sounds which is weird. counterintuitive. Yeah. But, but it works. That's it's not my mind. business model. It's not my business model for you to come back over and over and over again. It's My business model get you better and get you to where you don't need me anymore. Um, unless you have another, like if I'm seeing Injury you for low back something. and you come to me with a shoulder, like that's a little bit different. Because right. I didn't give you tools for your shoulder. I gave you tools for your low back.
1: Right. Yeah. I think it's crazy because even Kate and I were talking about this a little bit. For the, I messed up like my tricep or whatever. And yeah. I sent you a picture of my little like diagram out there and circled the area that was hurting yeah and you like called me and had a few exercises like within five minutes i was like all right cool i'll try it you know just but you explained it to me yeah you wishing to get blood flow to the area and yada yada mm-hmm. and i was like that makes sense like, i wouldn't have thought of that myself yeah and so sure enough like that evening i was laying there and i was like my arm feels already like it's still yeah. sore but better yeah and i was like i'm gonna do it again tomorrow because you said to do it for a couple of days yeah that's okay and i was like I almost like now that chase told me like why We did it. Yeah. I don't need him anymore. Like, if I tweak my knee, I'm going to go, okay. If it's like hurt, hurt, that's one thing. Yeah. But if it's a little sore, it's like, let's try to get some blood flow to the area and see if that fixes it and then call Chase. Yeah. If it doesn't work. But it's like, you gave me step one. Yeah. And so it's like, I was like, that's the the fact that I
0: reasoned it it for you. Like, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Like you said, if my knee hurts, you can kind of replicate that or set it up in a similar way and do a similar exercise with that thought process. Yep. And that's what. Let me. Let me slow down my heart rate real quick. Soapbox. So in PT school, we had this, uh, professor and you were in two camps. You either really liked her or you really didn't like her. Mm -hmm. Um, and the people who really didn't like her were the people who wanted like a black and white answer for a lot of things. When in the PT world, a lot of the times the answer is it depends. Yeah. And what I really, I was in the camp that really, I think she is God sent like an, If she's not an angel, I don't know what it is. just such a sweet lady and (laughs) so incredibly intelligent. And I really appreciated her because she wasn't teaching us what to think. She was teaching us how to think. She wasn't giving us information to regurgitate on a test. She was giving us, she was shaping the way we thought. Right. And if she can shape the way we, because evidence is coming out left and right year after year after year. Mm -hmm. It's going to change. So you can't just sit here and memorize numbers, memorize information. Mm-hmm. And she recognized that she recognized it's a continually evolving profession and mm-hmm. career choice. She recognized that. And we still learn the things that we needed to learn, right. but she shaped the way we th- we thought. And we're able to take that into our profession. And cause you can't cover every single possible patient case in your time in school, even in a three year period. There's so many variables that go into an injury uh, but what you can do, you teach your students how to think, mm. and they can problem solve their way through things. And I I don't think there's another better professor, like ortho professor in the United States of America. Like, I would stand my ground. Hmm. There's a lady, her name was uh, Shirley Sarman, and she developed a lot of, like, the groundwork for PT mm. and treating patients. And this professor I'm talking about, and I'm leaving her name out because I'm trying to respect her name. Uh, but the people listening to this who had her know who I'm talking about <laughs> is an co- incredible part. But she went toe-to-toe with this Shirley Sarman lady who's wrote a lot of textbooks. Yeah, And I asked her about it because she was uh, with me on one of my rotations. And she goes, oh, yeah, she's a feisty little girl. <laughs> I'm like, so did you win the debate or not? And she's like, uh, she's feisty. And she pretty much said without saying it, like I absolutely demolished her <laughs> in a debate. I'm like I wish I could have seen that. Dang it. Yeah. She's, yeah.
1: I think the best thing like that you can, what I took away from what you just said is you got taught to ask why basically. So here's the facts that, you know, ABC is telling you to believe, but nobody asks why because it's in the textbook. You know what I mean? Because it's the law technically quote unquote law, mm-hmm. but why, why did they, where did they get the information from? What kind of test um, did they run? Who did they use? You know, everything. Ask all the details and then go, oh, that's skewed. You know, that's not right. And then perform your own information. Get your own information. Perform your own tests, And then say, no, that's not true. Or, yes, that is true. I believe that. But forming your own opinion in many things in life, I think, is key to not just take mom and dad's opinion or professor's opinion or family's opinion. like. Perform your own tests, get your own info, and base your own opinion off of your own life scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not just in school, but like in everything. I think Jordan Peterson talked about that a little bit in the talk we went to.
0: Yeah. He kind of said the same thing. I think it's important. I heard one individual say, and I'm not going to say their name, because it was really frustrating. We're me. leaving everybody out there. She was name. like, well, I can have an opinion, and I don't need to be able to back that opinion up. And I said, Wrong. <laughs> If you're going to have an opinion on something, you need to be educated on it, yeah. um, especially if you're going to be passionately opinionated about it. Um, do your research. Put the work in so you truly understand it. And it's like kind of like we talked about in past episodes, like get your ideas out there, test them, yeah. see if they can survive on their own, see if throw them in the water, see if they can swim. If Forced they can swim, great. Fire. Yeah, uh, uh, The fire would probably be better. Yeah. Uh, they can survive that, then you know it's a valid opinion right. or a valid idea. But you can't just have an opinion without doing your work or doing your homework on it. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I think that's something I've learned because, like, all through like school and everything, I always took my parents' opinion. So like, well, why? Because mom and dad said so. Well, my dad knows a lot of stuff, so obviously he's correct, and he has been a lot on a lot of things. Very, very intelligent man. Very wise man. But there's some things that. I've gone through and I'm like, like no, I'd, I'd actually disagree with the way that that happened. Yeah. I still respect the way you came about your information, but in my life it's a little different. You know, and it's just everybody's opinion is unique to themselves.
0: Yeah. And it's...
1: Why do we get in trouble for having our own
0: opinion is what I want to know. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> a huge question, dude. That's the whole but deal what, about... What I will say is... I stepped out of that. It took a while for me to step out of that because my dad was so right so much of the time. Um, I was driving with Corey. I remember where I was actually on the road between here and my dad's house. And my dad said something on the phone. And I told him, I was like, I disagree with you. And it was like the first, I was like, (laughs) just shook. (laughs) A grown man. I disagree with you. And we worked our way through it. My dad was like, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I, I was wrong. And fortunately, I have a parent who yeah. can admit being wrong. But your question, um, why? Why do we have different opinions?
1: No, why do we why get in is- trouble for having our own opinions? Because it's like with the whole Rogan deal, like I've been kind of not really in tune with all of it, but getting bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. And it's like his opinion or like, like Jordan Peterson said, like he's a comedian, dude. He's yeah. in it, like... He's like probably the most open person because he's like, he's willing to talk about anything. Yeah.
0: And that's why he has the largest following in the world.
1: Yeah. And he, he makes it a joke because he's funny. Like that's just, that's his job. But it's a lot of the stuff is like, it it may not even be his opinion. He may just be talking to make somebody laugh, but some of the stuff he's getting in trouble for is his opinion.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I think that comes back to big government and we won't go too far down that path because it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Um, but big government doesn't want you to be able to do things on your own. Because if you can do, do things on your own, you don't need big government. And that scares big government when you're independent. So it's why you see our education system crumbling. Because if they take away from us our ability to read, write, and speak, they have power over us. And that's scary. Um, so the, the more we need them, the happier they are. So when you have an opinion that's outside of what is considered status quo or normal, they try to get you back in line. Like, all right, sheep, get back in line. And this gets really scary. Why does it get really scary? It gets really scary because big government, you have to ask yourself, how does something like Nazi Germany happen? How does something like Stalinist Russia happen? How does something like Maoist China happen? Something like that happens because you get to a point where people can't independently think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then the government starts sprinkling in little believable lies over and over and over again. This gets you to where your default mode is, well, believe government, yeah? Yeah, I believe that's believable. And you get the people saying, the masses going, yeah, I can believe that, I can get behind that Mm -hmm. over and over again. And then, then Hitler comes in and drops the bomb and he's like, it's all the Jews' fault. And they're like, wait, wait. Man, <laughs> that, man, that's kind of rough, but okay, my default mode is to believe what you tell me. So, yeah, yeah, I guess it is the Jews' fault. And that's how you get something like the Holocaust. Yeah, And so we have to ask ourselves, like, are we going to believe all these little lies? And tying all this back in, I don't think Joe does. And that scares big government. And he has a big following. And people are starting to think the way kind of Joe thinks, like, yeah independently yeah. asking questions. Well, why is it like that? Yeah. And that ties all of that back into the beginning of our conversation. Right. I'm super passionate about that Ask stuff, dude. Why. And why didn't we learn about We learned about I'm <sighs> getting amped <laughs> up, dude. I <laughs> get so amped up. We learned about uh Nazi Germany in school. Yeah. I don't remember Stalin. I mean, we had a lot of history classes, so we may have glazed over it. Yeah. Let's say we did. We may have talked about it, but we didn't talk about how it happened. That's a big problem. It's more important as to like, why again, why and how does something like these mass genocides happen? Because then you develop the students way of thinking and then they can go out into the world. And if something happens, like what's kind of happening now around the world in Canada in the United States, Australia, things like that, you can start seeing patterns because history repeats itself. And how to avoid those patterns. Like, hey, this is how Stalinist Russia happened. And I'm starting to see a lot of things that kind of line up with that. We need to put our foot down, and we need to put our foot down quick. Yeah. Gosh. My heart. What is my heart rate right now? (laughs) It's just climbing slowly. It's got to be like 120. I can feel it pumping. (laughs) I also did a CrossFit workout this morning, so I think I'm still recovering from that. Where do I see that? That's funny. I think it's
1: just... When you break it all down, is like, ask why, ask questions. Oh, and then, it's only
0: 75. Oh, that's no big deal. <laughs> My resting's like 48, so <laughs> it's a lot harder than Almost doubles.
1: But it's like the biggest, I guess the biggest key to take away from all this is, is ask why. Mm-hmm. Always ask questions because you always want to be willing to learn. So yeah. that's something that I've learned Well, you so have far. to be
0: willing to learn to ask why.
1: Yeah. And so that's some of the, one of the things that I've learned just so far in the... My life, my 25 years is ask why a lot, even if it's a reliable source, ask why.
0: And then I'm going to ask the question, then I'm going to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> why do you ask why? <laughs> the, the question begs is we're like in the metacognitive but why of thinking do about thinking. Um, so here is the argument I'm going to present for why you ask why struggling is a universal constant. It's part of being human. We have to struggle. I mean, this is ever since Adam and Eve, I mean, life is not easy. You're going to, and I'm going to totally butcher this, but for Eve, like you're going to have these monthly cycles that occur. Birthing is going to be a terrible, painful process for men. Like you're going to have to grow your own food from now on. And that's like, this is struggle. Life is struggle. It's a universal constant. And you're like, man, that's dark. That sucks. Chase is sitting here. It's supposed to be like happy, positive, all the good stuff. Um, why is he telling me that life is struggle? Well, life is struggle. It's going to happen. Yeah. You can choose it. Okay. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go work out. That's choosing your struggle. Or you don't wake up early and you, I guess, working out in general. I'm going to go work out. I'm choosing. I'm inflicting a struggle, a stress upon myself. Yeah. I'm choosing it. You're choosing as a, to grow is essentially what it is. As opposed to, oh, I'm not going to work out. Well, the struggle is going to find you. And yeah. the struggle may not find you today, may not find you tomorrow. But 30 years from now, when you have a body fat percentage of 40 to 50% and 15 comorbidities, welcome. The struggle found you. <laughs> struggle Sitting on the couch. Slapped your face. Did not pay off. Yeah. And 10 times out of 10, dude, I would rather know what I'm what struggle I'm about to go through or choose the struggle myself, then let the struggle, some random struggle just randomly fun. Yeah. And I, and this ties into something I was wanting to talk about came across a quote and it was like, man, if you picked yourself up by your bootstraps and came out of the darkness voluntarily, like good for you. I'm like, yeah, I like that. But I think there's another level to it. And the level I'm going to suggest is those who voluntarily go into the darkness, choose their struggle mm-hmm. and come back out of it, a better person. I think that's a better way to live like voluntarily going into, and I say darkness and that's essentially equivalent right. to struggle, Just a struggle. Yeah. Uh, but voluntarily go in there and then come back out of it voluntarily. A better, more refined, more resilient, more robust individual.
1: If you break it down to something like a really simple mindset is, I'm willing to go in and break down my muscles, even though it's going to hurt. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be sweaty. I'm going to be ripping my muscles apart. But I know that I'm going to be better in a couple of days. It'll be bigger. I'll be growing. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, that's like the, if you broke it down to something very simple.
0: And then this is sounding, man, man, these guys are sounding pretty selfish. They're just all in it for themselves, making themselves a better person. No, when you're a better person, you make the people around you better as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the cliche saying here is you can't give from an empty well. Um, so when you're the best person you can be, you can one help other people become the best version of themselves they can be, and you can also inspire that. Because um, there's a lot of information in the world, but we need a lot more genuine, authentic inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because we have we can know anything at the touch of a finger. Yeah. Like.
1: Literally just get on your phone and Google it. Yeah. Hmm. I think just being, we kind of talk about this in the first episode anyway, but like just being willing to grow is like our whole purpose behind it. Yeah. And this is like the broader, more like encompassing, version. Yeah. Like, make yourself accept the struggle. Even though you know it's gonna suck, embrace the suck or whatever. I think is a quote that a t shirt company or something. Yeah, embrace the suck. That way, on the backside of it, you know you're gonna be better. You'll be stronger, faster, smarter. You know, it's just being a better person in general.
0: And going off of that, you said embrace the suck, guys. Be okay with sucking for a little bit because when you're new at something, you're not gonna be good, and that's okay. Yeah. But do you think Tom Brady was the
1: best when he started? No. No. Is he the best when he finished? pretty close. If he's not,
0: he's pretty close. You think Ninja was the best video game player the first time he opened Fortnite? No. If you go back and watch his old clips, like, current me could beat old Ninja. I'm not saying, like, Like, current me could beat current Ninja. Set it up. You guys heard it? (laughs) Set it up. It's like, let's set up a simulation, like, Ninja's skills in his first game and my skills now. And I could beat him. But. Now? Now? Oh, my gosh. He would just toy with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. I'm not i want to be good you know, at video games i'm just not very good like i'm good enough for it to be interesting to me
1: yeah but never good enough that it's like i'm successful
0: with this yeah. yeah i'm the same way maybe sometimes i sometime i just need to sit down and like enjoy the game instead of feeling like guilty for playing video games I'm like <laughs> i'm like looking over there and i have my bookshelf and there's like 30 books i haven't read yet i'm like <laughs> i just, I just want to play mario Kart. But i think it's good to sit back and and uh uh do some mindless things every now and then yeah. especially after a long week like friday night crack a beer yeah. play some fortnite oh, it's nice to just, just grind all week earn it up. yeah absolutely yeah, just earn it if you don't feel like you earned it don't do it yeah and jordan peterson don't if you make a deal with yourself don't break it yeah. treat yourself at like i need to treat myself like i would treat you Hey, we made a deal to record today. Yeah. I don't want to let you down, and yeah. I know it's one of your pet peeves to be flaky. So if I can, if there's any chance in hell I can be here, I'm gonna be here. Right. Um. But we need to treat ourselves the same way. Like if I make a deal, there's a deal I have made with myself. I caught myself being on my freaking phone while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> it takes so the like deal 60 I'm making. Seconds. I'm <laughs> sixty seconds, bro. Like, God, I've got to open Instagram. Um, See who else is brushing their teeth real quick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But make a deal with yourself. Hey, I'm not going to be on my phone while I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah. And then be honest with yourself. Man, I, I let myself down. Like I let myself slip there. Yeah. Like don't betray yourself because that's just like you wouldn't want to betray your best friend. Like don't betray yourself. Yeah. Make a deal with yourself. Keep it. Hey, in the morning I'm going to wake up this time and do this. Or before I go to sleep tonight, I'm gonna to read at least five pages in a book. Yeah. Make that deal and keep it.
1: And another thing that he said that I caught was if your goal is too big, like, oh, I'm gonna wake up every day for the next two years and work out, right? I'm gonna get in way good shape. But it's like, okay, that goal is massive from you not working out ever. Why don't you divide that up, put it in half? I'm gonna work out every other day, you know, for the next six months and just get into just go. Just yeah. give yourself a bite-sized goal to accomplish that a way you feel that sense of like, "Oh, I did that, you know, I accomplished this." yeah, that and was, that'll
0: roll that gets that ball rolling to where you will have success later on. That was in the Q and A section at the end of the yeah. um, at the end of the show with Jordan Peterson, and I remember remember that as well, and I think you did a good job summarizing that up. I don't yeah. really have anything else to add. Make it, and this is more so the problem solving process that you go through after the fact. Mm-hmm. Hey, original goal. Two times, or work, wake up every morning and work out for two years. That's hard to go cold
1: turkey, from cold turkey. Yeah. There's nothing.
0: So, and what he suggested was, okay, that didn't work out, or you're a few months into that and it didn't work out, cut it in half. Yeah. Now try.
1: Yeah, give yourself something though.
0: Yeah. Don't just quit. Give yourself something and then go. And chop it down until it is something you can do on a consistent basis and it be a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm.
1: So. That's something like I have looking at my. I have goals written down
0: over on the board. Yeah, and
1: I already missed two. Out of this year.
0: What are, What are the two goals you missed?
1: Um, I was supposed to do like a certain size of a project, and I'm not even going to be able to do that project this year, which is fine. Not a big deal. Yeah, but it's something that I wrote down like on purpose to make sure I accomplished. Yeah, and I can't do it, and I'm like. Uh, scratch that one off the list but there's there's four other ones so now i'm being yeah. more intentional with the other four you know and what i mean
0: matthew mcconaughey talks about this and his uh, does he talk about it in a book or on a video i I'm just pre- finished that book I, this week i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's his book uh but he was like hey i'm making i'm making Bs in five different objects yeah, yeah. It's and i don't, book yeah. okay good uh i don't like that yeah he was like i need i want to be making i want straight a's man yeah he's like all right all right all right <laughs> And so he cut two things out. and He was like, now I'm making A's and three things instead of B's and five things." Yeah. And I like that. God, it's a hard. It's a hard one to apply cuz well, he went in like went was it his recording studio? His recording studio his production was production like, company. All right. Severance we're done. package
1: for everybody. Yeah, yeah. See ya. That's hard, dude. Yeah. That's hard to do, but it, it it's it's even bigger like to me after reading that book, he gave me a new perspective cuz he's very tune with himself. And like he pays really close attention to like his lifestyle and his everything that's going on. He's documented everything for the past thirty years. Golly, which blows my mind.
0: I tried to keep a journal and it was tough.
1: I I don't do it every day, but I try to do it just as I think about it. Oh, sit down and write, kind of what's going on, you know.
0: I guess this is like journaling. uh, Yeah, this is essentially the same thing. Monthly journaling. Yeah. So just keep
1: it. Well, I like one thing. Really, bunny charbel fast. He hooked up like in his van or whatever, the microphone while I saw are driving down the road, he'd be recording. Like, dude, that's a freaking good idea. Like I could have a lot of good content from that. Like my brain is always. Dude, doing we stuff. should
0: sometime. That's something a little backstory. Tanner and I really like growing up to growing up together, um, when we had vehicles, we'd just hop in a truck and drive around and listen to music. Hours. And so we need to like somehow rig rig a version of this up. And yeah. it probably wouldn't be as high quality. But just driving down the road, the, the thoughts that come to your mind when you're driving down the road and just don't listen to podcasts, don't listen to music, don't just sit there and be. Yeah. And let your mind wander a little bit without the outside stimulus of the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was good. We could totally set this all that up, though, off of one plug in.
0: Everything, everything plugs you in. You have a plug in in your truck, too. Yeah, so we're
1: good. <laughs> Maybe an idea. But no, I just finished that Green Lights book. I liked yeah. it a lot. I like, um, I was laying some sod the other day. And so it's like mindless, you know? Yeah. And so I put my headphones in and listened to that. I had that on the audiobook, which is way better because it's Matthew McConaughey reading it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh there's like for our younger viewers, it may not be. It has a little bit of language in it. But yeah. it's pretty good. Like there's a lot of good nuggets in there, like we've talked about that before. Um, but he has tons of good info in there, just life stories life lessons that he's learned mm-hmm. and then he has what's called bumper stickers which I think are funny bumper sticker yeah, he was like, he goes, yeah
0: green light green light all the time I need to tell a story on how I came across that because I listened to the audio book I didn't actually read the book but I was listening to this is audible that mm-hmm. service through yeah, Amazon. Yeah. I was listening to this book and I said this is probably a good book but the guy narrating this makes me want to shoot a hole in my foot like <laughs> I cannot listen to his voice and Okay, so that sent me – because I was on a drive to uh, my daily hour-and-a-half drive from Galveston to the Texas Medical Center. So (laughs) Um, so in bumper-to-bumper traffic on I-45, I'm like, who do I – going off that thought process, who do I really like listening to? I'm like, Matthew McConaughey. Like, he has the voice of an angel. Uh, And I was like, didn't he write a book? So I just typed in Matthew McConaughey, and it, like, auto-filled. I'm like, sweet. Then green lights came up. I'm like, Oh. He did write a book, and so I, I downloaded that. I returned that other book that made me want to not live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Please, and I downloaded that book, and then I heard he came on. I was like, "No way!" He narrates this whole thing, <laughs> and he did. Yeah, I was like yes. <laughs> so that's how I came across that. It was a really good book. It. Yeah,
1: tons of good info. I wish I, I want to. I'm gonna buy it on like the actual hard copy because I want to go through and like highlight and take notes and stuff. Cause I would, I was that's exactly
0: listening. what I did. I just haven't gone back and highlighted really? it. Yeah, I'm that's working a, my way through Jordan Peterson's books.
1: We were, we were. Um, I was t- telling Caitlin all about the book and everything, and she's like, "I want to read it." Well, I'll ju- let me buy the hard copy then, because yeah. I want to go through it and like write stuff up and look at the bumper stickers and stuff. Because the narrating, it took me a little while to figure out. He's going bumper sticker, and I'm like, "Why does he keep saying that?" But then yeah, I realized that's, it that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I gotta, I want to like get my hands on the actual book. But yeah, I think that's a really good book. I got a lot of good stuff from there. Like just a whole different mindset of is like, just live, like, enjoy your life, dude. Yeah. Like it is like kind of the whole Matthew McConaughey vibe is like, whatever, bro, whatever
0: happens. You know, he's like L-I-V-I-N-G, live it. Livin'. Livin'. Oh, he doesn't put the G on no, it. It's no, just living. it. L-I-V-I-N, live it. L-I-V-I-N, live Like that's what it keep is, Keep living, man. But he also, the green light is, hey, there's an opportunity here. Go. Yeah. You see an opportunity, green light, go. You got to handle it. Yeah. yeah. Step up to the plate. Take take advantage of it. uh, Exploit that opportunity. Yeah. I guess exploit kind of has a negative connotation, but it really just means like take advantage of it. Yeah. From what I've been wrong on definitions before. (laughs) Fact check that. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) we looked up. But side note Tanner wasn't, for those of you who don't know Tanner, wasn't really like, and I think we may have talked about it in past episodes, I didn't really like the academic part. So him like stepping out of his comfort zone and listening to podcasts and reading books, like that's pretty cool, man. You know, at nice. what point were you like, this is something I need to do?
1: So when I was wrapping up my most recent job, I was coming to the end at that journey in my life. I um, stumbled across the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And I was like... I don't know. Like, I have like five or six books that I like probably should read sitting on my desk. Yeah. And um, I was like, I don't want to read this. I, I'm not gonna have time to just like sit down and read. Yeah. And my dad was like, Why don't you just get the audio book? Just try the audio. Just try it and put your headphones in because you already wear. I wear my headphones like most of the day anyway. Just Jeez, like walking in, like answering the phone. Yeah. Well, like I'll talk on the phone and everything with them. Yeah. And um, so I had them most of the time anyway. And so I was like, okay. So I downloaded the audio book. And like in the first uh, probably 20 or 30 minutes, I was just walking product, walking houses. And I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Like I like this book a lot. And so by the end of it, I was like, I need to do more of this because in there, he's talking about investing in yourself in part of it. And I'm going to butcher this a little bit because it's been a while. But he's basically saying you got to be willing to like grow yourself and invest in yourself. So you're willing to put time into like I'm willing to put time into you, Chase, and talk to you and tell you like this is what you need to do in life. Let me help guide you he's like why don't we do that with ourselves why don't we ever go like to a seminar and that's the whole deal like behind the jordan peterson deal yeah yeah i like that dude. I want to go listen to him but like if you'd asked me a year ago i'd have been like no nah, i don't really have time i'm busy i'm working but it's like how long do you do that and say no nah, i'm busy no nah, i'm busy and you turn on your 60 and you're like man i really wish i would have like learned about that or grown in that area yeah and so i was like why wait you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of where i was like well I think I'm going to try to invest in myself more this year. And yeah. so that's kind of, that's it's not written down, I don't think, but it's a, it's one of my goals this year is to try to grow, read a few more books, even if it's two or three. Just read a couple of books, go to one of the, like Jordan Peterson, go listen to him talk, and then maybe go do another one or two, but listen to more podcasts and less music. Because yeah. I can listen to music literally 24 hours a day. Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to do a little bit of both.
0: And so, something I encourage and like, because it's something I struggled with quite a bit early on, I was trying to memorize every single thing I read and every single thing I listened to. And I think that's part of my OCD brain. I finally got to the point, especially if you open a Jordan Peterson book, this is what you just have to do because you can't memorize everything that's in it. Um, appreciate where your mind goes when you read something from books and don't, don't cancel it out. Like if you're reading along and your mind starts taking the idea that you just read and like expanding upon it and like how it applies to your life, <clears throat> let it, let it go. Yeah, Because the importance of reading and Jordan Peterson talks about, we reference him a lot, but he talks a lot about it's our memory isn't set up to remember every single little detail. Right, Our memory is there. So it we learn from things, the why behind things so that we can apply them moving forward Mm -hmm. and be more efficient moving forward. But be okay with listening or reading something and letting your mind wander a little bit on that subject, because that's what that resource is there for. The resource is there to get you to think and get you to connect the dots. So it's it's not there to remember rule eight chapter or rule eight paragraph three sentence four said this no yeah (laughs) appreciate um the thought process that comes along with exposing your mind to new ideas and new thoughts
1: so i like my whole life i that's one of the things that kills me with reading because my brain will just take off with one of those like something will hook me and i'll just be gone for like an hour and my eyes will keep moving and i'll be five pages ahead and go crap dude i didn't read any of that so i have to go back
0: and that's where you have to let your mind wander on that subject. Don't end up like, man, I need to wash my truck and do this. And oh, my wife asked me to get this. And like, yeah, let your mind wander on that subject. Cause that's, what's going to allow you to take that idea and let it crystallize, call it, and yeah. let it become more permanent or yeah. that way of thinking anyways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I always tried to like punish myself for doing it. I'd be like, gosh, dang it. Now I got to start over. Well, like, yeah,
0: Our education system doesn't do a very good job of it. They're like, here's a book, have it read by the end of the week. It's like, which I guess that's what they have to do to some degree. Cause a lot of kids just, you have to give them a deadline yeah. instead of going, Cause I would never read the book instead of going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, here's this book. I'm going to give you all semester to read it. Keep notes on it, annotate, highlight. It's your book. Yeah. Um, at the end, everyone's going to talk about their book and what they took away from it and how it shaped their thoughts. Yeah. But no, they're like, uh, we're going to read 12 books this semester. And you're going to write, you're going to write 48 reports over the 12 books. And that's going to be that. like, Get the volume out of here. Let's get some quality. <laughs> Let's get some quality. Yeah. But teachers, we need to start treating teachers like doctors, lawyers, engineers, entrepreneurs, things like that. I'm not treating them like, hey, here's $40,000 and here's kids who don't even mind their own parents. So why are they going to mind you? And uh, good luck. Oh, by the way, we're all going mobile and we're not going to give you any resources to allow you to go uh, digital through Zoom or Skype yeah. or Microsoft Teams or whatever platform. Oh, and we're not raising your pay at all. Come on. (laughs) This is our future. Like these teachers are in control and they're deciding the future of our country. Yeah. Invest into them. But on the same token, if you became a teacher knowing that you're going to get paid 40,000, $50,000 a year, you don't get to complain about it. You knew going into it about how much money you're going to be making. If you didn't, you should have done your research a little bit better. Um, rant right thanks for coming to my TED talk <laughs> same oh, with any position any job it's not just
1: teachers yeah. yeah
0: now if you're becoming more competent if you're becoming better at your craft and you truly deserve that because of those things you've been investing into yourself and you truly believe that because of those things you deserve you're bringing more to the marketplace so you deserve a higher compensation make go that argument it. Yeah. yeah Go get what you don't worth. be afraid to ask for it yeah. I was three months into my job and I was like, hey, I'm three continuing ed courses in. At what point are we gonna sit back and say, Hey, I'm worth more to you now than I was as a new grad and I wanna be paid accordingly. Yeah. And I was three months into my job. <laughs> He's and start talking about like co owning stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. well you gotta know what you're worth. hmm. But you
1: gotta be investing in yourself and trying to figure out what you're worth to know what you're worth too.
0: You have to earn it. Yeah. You have to earn that.
1: You have to step into the darkness to get to know. Because
0: when you've truly earned it, you don't feel bad asking for it. No. Like, hey, I drove to Dallas and I spent Saturday, Sunday, 8 to 5 each day going to this continuing education course only to come back to Monday, only to come back to work Monday. Okay? And I learned a lot. Here's everything I learned and here's how I'm applying it to my patients. Hey, I just finished this online course. Here's everything I learned. Here's how I apply it to my patients. Here are the patient outcomes I'm getting. I want paid more money. If you really worked for it and you really earned it, you're not going to have any problem asking for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have a problem asking for it, it could be a personality issue. And I'm learning more about personality now. But if you're having a problem asking for it outside of your inherent um, personality mm-hmm. or temperament, it's because you don't really believe, you don't really believe it in your heart that you're worth more. Yeah. God, what? we're just on some topics today, man. <laughs>
1: When I was When I got to my first job I was like My whole thinking was They will give you a raise If you earn it Which is false Most Of the time Not all the time Most of the time Because I worked there For a while Before I got a raise And I got one Like I didn't ask for it I got one But it took A while Yeah And and that's fine. It's your first job. You got to learn how to deal with people. But if you're gonna
0: do your normal job for the same amount of pay, if you're gonna be better at your job for the same amount of pay, they're not gonna say anything. No, most most of the time, most of the time, most of the time.
1: There are some situations that the owners like. They're they're actually very good people and good leaders, and they'll reward you for doing well. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, may have been not in like the first one, but like the pre-recording or whatever. Yeah, but talking about the same thing is like know what you're worth. Go get what you're worth. Earn it, obviously first, but don't be afraid. Once you do put in the work, to go
0: get what you're worth.
1: Yeah. Word. I like keep forgetting to get up here.
0: You just sound better when you're closer. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> <sighs> what is it? The Hodge Twins or? Are... <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All the time.
0: Yeah. They're pretty good. They're, pretty and good they're in a good too. position because, uh, it's hard unifying a country. Um, and unfortunately because of the past and, uh, decisions that we never took part in, um, yeah. unfortunately the position we find ourselves in is that we're going to need black leaders to step up and go, Hey, like we're moving on. Um, this is phony stuff. This is the big government trying to separate us. And because it's easier to de- you divide and conquer. If our government can divide us, they can conquer us. And there's an analogy that says all right, if you put some red ants and some black ants in a jar, they'll live harmoniously together, mutualistically. They'll work together on certain projects. You see like black ants and red ants carrying heavy objects together. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone comes up and shakes the jar, They start killing each other. Red ants killing black ants. And I haven't checked the validity of this. This could just be an analogy, but it gets its point across. And they go, maybe we should be less concerned with you versus me and be more concerned with who's shaking the jar. Mm -hmm. And that really hit me, man. Dang. I'm like, man, let's put our our differences aside. Um, This is a really long rabbit hole that I'm just not going to go down. (laughs) But falling down, I, I pose this question, or I pose that question that I just mentioned. Should we be more concerned with skin color, religion, gender yeah. uh, topics, uh, and how we don't see some of the things the same way, or should we be more concerned with who's throwing gasoline? Who's shaking on the, the fire? jar? Yeah, yeah. And we, we need different people, Tanner. We need people to think differently. Yeah. I'll explain why.
1: (laughs) Why, Chase?
0: (laughs) Thanks for asking, Taylor. We need people to think differently than us because if I have a problem that I can't solve, I am inherently not capable to solve the problem on my own. So my way of thinking isn't working. So I need someone with a different way of thinking to come in and help me solve the problem. Yeah, That's why we need different ways of thinking. We need some conservatives. We need some Democrats because conservatives, and Jordan Peterson talks about this a little bit, We hold true to the things that have worked. And we, hey, there's this law. We agree to it. We stick to it because that's what worked. Where liberals come in and they're like, hey, that was a long time ago. So we need to adjust that a little bit. And they're like the more, tend to be the more creative ones. Um, So let's adjust it a little bit and so that it fits our times a little bit better and move on. You need a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Forever, I was like, man, everyone needs to be a Republican blah, blah, blah. No. As much as that pains me to say, but I say all that to say what I kind of started off with you. Yeah. If you can't solve a problem on your own, you are inherently incapable of solving it. So you need a different way of thinking to mm-hmm. solve the problem. So we need, we need differences. That's okay. Yeah. But don't, I mean, necessarily look down on someone when you start looking down on someone because they of their opinion or their, that's when you get into bad territory. Yeah.
1: We're called to love all people, so yeah. and it's hard sometimes. Some of you guys don't make it easy.
0: Yeah, and I think we need to – and that's what Joe Rogan does, and people don't like it because it's what we – it's like he does the things we need, that, but people don't like. Or He's not the apparently hero we people wanted, like it cause but he's the hero, 11 hero million. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's having difficult conversations. Like he had Jordan B. Peterson on his podcast, and he was – having debates with them. Yeah. Like, golly, like good for you. Yeah. And they just had a healthy conversation. The benefits of having a healthy debate like that. I put my ideas on the table. You put your ideas on the table. They go at it. One survives, one doesn't, or they merge together and a better idea emerges. Yeah. That's the benefit of it. So look forward to that in debates with people Yeah, and be respectful. Yeah. That's the hardest part. When it starts getting, when someone starts personally attacking you, that's when they've lost the debate because they don't have they can't attack your idea cuz your idea is solid but they can attack you hey yeah. you've got a long neck <laughs>
1: <laughs> your eyes are real far apart yeah. you're a loser yeah. it's like, like
0: your mom left you when she was sick I'm like man like that has nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> my idea <laughs> so you're saying that I won that's all
1: that's all you just told yeah, me so
0: when you when someone personally attacks you in the middle of a debate like you've won because yeah. they can no longer hold their original idea and they can't go against you, the idea you presented yep